We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Good evening. Always a privilege sitting with the great Charlie James and hanging out with you guys. Honestly, it is. Love working with Brandon. Everybody at the station is fantastic. Love the text line. Y'all are great. Some people say things like, you know, I don't know. Most people say nice things. Some people don't. But that's okay. I can take it. I'm a big girl. Uh, texture. Hey, Heidi. You have such a great voice. Sing some more. It brings up my spirit. Charlie doesn't sing for us. He doesn't? <laughs> that's not true. I've heard Charlie sing a couple times. I'm listen. I was just singing a couple of lines of O Canada because when I was in sixth grade, I lived in Canada, and uh, yeah. <laughs> now that we know we're singing tonight, none of that. All right, texture ask a good question that I am going to respond to. What political policies do you not like from Vivek? You guys talked about not being able to disagree without hatred, but emotional intelligence and debating has been a strong, soft skill. And by the way, I think he is. Very good, very well-spoken, very intelligent guy. I've seen him do lengthy interviews, including with people like Tucker. Uh, I think he's a smart guy. But just to give you a couple examples, I think that he's not reliable on Israel. He's kind of gone back and forth on Israel. I am a pro-Israel person, so, you know, he doesn't have to agree with me, but you ask what I disagree with, this is what I disagree with. And the other thing I don't agree with is he doesn't want, he wants to decriminalize hard drugs. Now, when people say things like that, my bigger issue with that is that if you say we're not winning the war on, I'm not a war on drugs kind of guy, he said, okay? Well, we're not winning the war on car theft either. So should, now, I'm, now stay with me because this is important. That's always the line of thinking. We're not winning the war on blank, 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 blank. So therefore what? We just stop worrying about it? We're not winning the war on pedophilia, okay? Should we just stop trying to arrest pedophiles? Because we're not winning that war either. We're not winning the war on a lot of things. Burglary, murder, we're not. So we should just give up because we're not winning, quote unquote, winning the war. You're never going to win the war when it comes to vice and things like that. You're not going to because people like to do things that aren't necessarily good for them. Now, how much of that should government control? Well, that depends on what the voters think. 
things like that. I mean, obviously, I don't really care what you're doing in your own home as long as it's, well, if it involves children, I care. But it, the problem is when people are doing drugs, we talked earlier about the burglary situation. When people are doing drugs and this kind of stuff, they never have enough money for it because, hey, wait for it. You can't work when you're addicted to drugs. Not, not if you're very addicted. Now, there are people who take drugs and will work for a period of time or people who will drink every day or smoke a little weed or whatever and still work. And they'll say, well, I work. Okay, fine. How much further would you get in life if you didn't do that? Okay. But the point is, it does affect all of us because sooner or later you run out of money trying to get whatever you're addicted to, more prescriptions for whatever. And then you start looking to me for it or somebody else. Talked earlier about the woman in Texas who shot the guy breaking into her house. And uh, we're talking about guns and all that kind of stuff. And Texter said, Heidi, homeless, crazy, tweakers, ramblers, and thieves are the reasons I have guns, a fence, and a lot of, uh, lot of bullets. Well, there you go. Exactly right. But a lot of the people who break into your home are people who are addicted to drugs. Now, are, are we going to stop them because it's already against the law? I, I know that. But do you think legalizing it's going to make it better? Does anything, anyone think legalizing marijuana makes it better? You're just going to have more of it. And you're going to have younger people addicted to it. The pot that they have today is nothing like the marijuana that they had, you know, back in days when I was in high school and a lot of people. Nothing like that. You know, you've got kids addicted to all kinds of things. From the time they're three or four years old, they're taking antidepressants, they're taking anxiety medicine, they're taking this and that and the other. You've got all kinds of situations like that. But I don't like it when somebody says we're not winning the war on because that is not, to me, that is not a good reason to say, well, let's just throw up our hands. Okay, we're not winning the war. Okay. That sounds like you're just saying I give up. Well, yeah, because when it comes to society, you have to continue to fight for what's right. And once again, I can't control everything everyone does. I don't want to control everything everyone does. But when society legalizes something, there's going to be more of it. We all know that. And somebody much smarter than I am, this pastor that I, he's not, he's not really a pastor, he's an apologist, travels around the country and speaks at college campuses uh, to kids about, you know, Jesus and things like that. But he has a great line. He's written books about legislating morality and things like that. His name is uh, Frank Turek. But he has a great line about it. He says, government has a choice. And I'm going to hope I don't get this screwed up. I'll, I'll know if I do. Government can either allow it, they can prohibit it, they can allow it, or they can promote it. And that's what happens. There are a lot of activities now. Once it goes to allowing it, the next thing you know, government's promoting it. Because government gets their little tentacles in there and they want their money. That's the problem. And in the marijuana business, for example, I actually know a guy who's in that business. He's not a close friend of mine because he wouldn't be a close friend of mine. But I know him because he's a friend of somebody else I know. And I was at her house a couple of weeks ago talking to him about this. He had a bunch of marijuana places. He sold them all. He said, you can't make any money anymore. He was talking about all the, you know, the uh, fees and this and that. And the black market is alive and well. I took some friends, and I'm in Vegas. You all know that. I took um, some friends to breakfast. They were staying on the Strip, and I said, no, no, I'm not paying Strip prices. I'll pick you up. Took them to a place about two miles west of the Strip, just a breakfast place, a nice breakfast place. So we go in there. There's some guy in the parking lot going, hey, I got weed. I'm like, I thought it was legal now. We won't have a black market. Huh. They lie because vice is a bad business, and they lie. Who do? They got weed. (laughs) Yeah, what a winner. What a winner. So when people like Vivek say, oh, well, you know, what are you going to do? You want to have, um, 
you know, heroin dens? Is that what you want to do? Or opium dens? Is what you're going to do, Vivek? So when you say something like that, what that tells me is you're not, th- and he's a smart guy, but you're not thinking it through. The other day I was talking to a friend and she was cluing me into somebody I know who's a, it wasn't a gossipy thing because she was talking about somebody I know who's a legislator who I did not understand. And now I'm going to get on her about this. She's soft on the issue of assisted suicide. Well, assisted suicide is a big deal because once you start, once you legalize it, what happens next? Wait for it. Government starts promoting it. I've interviewed doctors who live, for example, in northern Nevada where people come from California and they say, well, my insurance company says they won't pay for my chemo, but they'll pay for my suicide pills. Huh. That's weird. It goes from being an option to an obligation. You want to kill yourself? That's up to you. I mean, you'll leave people behind who are very sad. Suicide, as we know, it's, it's huge. It's epidemic. A lot of people are committing suicide for all kinds of reasons. Very, very tragic, always. But the idea that you need government to get involved. You know, if you want to kill yourself, if you're terminally ill, whatever, don't tell me you can't. Yes, you can. You can find a way to do it. But people want government to get involved in this. Do you know what they're doing in Canada now? They're now going to make it legal for if you have mental illness, you can kill yourself. Now, I don't, how far is it going to go? Is it, I, I'm depressed. I just got divorced. Here's a handful of pills. I don't know if it'll go that far. But if you have some mental illness, much mental illness, it does not make you violent. It can be treated. Oh, no, we'll just let you kill yourself. You're having a tough time? We'll just let you kill yourself. I know it's been rough with COVID and everything. We'll just let you kill yourself. That's terrible. You don't think... It, yeah, it's happening in March in Canada. See, I have bipolar disorder, and I, it's there the depression go. side. And when I say depression's hurt, it hurts really bad. And, yeah, there are times I want to give up. But you know what, though? The the best journey is not giving up. And to hear them say, just go ahead and end it, that, that's terrible, you know? You're supposed well, to help is terrible. somebody. Let's, let's talk about Let's take a break, and I want to talk about that when we come back, Brandon, because I, I didn't want to mention it until you did because I know you've talked to me about it privately. But let's talk about that because I don't know what depression – I mean, I get down in the dumps like anybody. I mean, I could throw a pity party with engraved invitations, okay? But as far as really being depressed, what does it feel like, and would that answer be – to, to be able to take your own life. But what I'm, my, my bigger issue is a lot of conservatives don't think it through. You need to think through what you're talking about and what you're promoting. I don't think Vivek does, and I don't think people who support assisted suicide do either. I'm Heidi Harris. And- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
Good afternoon. Good evening, I should say. Don't uh, didn't mean to get so heavy today, but we were talking a little bit about, uh, started with the conversation about Vivek. Somebody asked me, what it, was it about Vivek that I didn't like or didn't agree with? And one of the things is this idea that he's okay with legalizing hard drugs. He's not the only person like that, of course. And my opinion on that is when you say that and, and your logic is, well, we're not winning the war on blank, 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 blank. So therefore, we should just go ahead and legalize it. Well, that should include car theft you know, child molestation. Let's just go down the list of things that are wrong that we're not winning the war on. So let's just give up. Let's just give up on anything that's bad for society. Let's just not bother. I have no patience for that kind of thinking. And that led to a conversation about assisted suicide because I was recently told that somebody I know is a legislator in my state. And somebody told me she's soft on the idea of medically assisted suicide. In Canada, they call it MAID, medical assistance in dying, assisted suicide, whatever you want to call it. And my belief on that is it goes from being an option to an obligation very quickly. Suddenly it's like, come on, grandma, you're using up the money, you know, let's go. Right. And that happens. I've interviewed doctors who tell me that people will come from California who want chemo. They want a shot at at beating their cancer and they go, nah, we're not going to pay for the chemo, but here's a handful of pills. This happens, folks. I'm not making this up. And so it's when, when somebody is not thinking it through, conservatives, they don't think of all the ramifications involved in this. And this is what I've been talking about this afternoon with culture. You can put somebody else in the White House and some things would improve, I'm sure. But our culture is getting more rotten by the day. We don't value life in the unborn. We don't value life at the end of life. Yeah, I wouldn't want to live like that. Well, who asked you? I mean, in some places in the world, it's legal to kill kids. Did you know that? Assisted suicide is legal to kill children. And now they're talking about in Canada making it legal to commit suicide if you have mental illness. Now, there are a lot of people who have mental illness that's treatable. Sometimes you've got to up the medication or whatever. There are people who are going through a tough time, a divorce, a job loss. You lose somebody you love, uh, whatever. I mean, that is terrifying that somebody could have a tough time and, eh, you know, and you might say, well, it's not quite that easy. Well, uh, it will be. You go to a doctor and through, I, I just can't go on. Okay. I mean, once you don't value life anymore, it's a very slippery slope. It's in the Brandon mentioned. I don't want to bring it up, uh, Brandon, if you, but you did. Yeah. The idea that you've got some mental health issues that you deal with. So when, when you get depressed, tell me what it feels like, because I know I've got some family members who deal with it also, and I, I try to understand it. So, um, one, the, the biggest thing is the inability of like self-worth. Like you can't do anything, no matter what you think the bad always comes back into your mind. Then mm-hmm. the body aches began and people wait, try wait, to wait. say, I did not know that. Okay. Let me back up a second. Cause uh-huh. I, I think many of us can have a day where we all can look back and say, I wish I hadn't done that in my life or feel bad about things we've done or, you know, focus on our, um, on our inadequacies, but you're talking about something beyond that, but also the pain, you get body pain yes. from it. You get very, very severe body pain. Like it, like you, you, you get up and your whole body aches just because you don't want to move. All you want to do is lay down and sleep because it doesn't hurt when you're asleep. You don't feel anything really. Wow. And, um, you have zero control over like your thoughts, your actions, that kind of stuff. And, when you yes, I take medication, and my wife will tell you she's also very scared of getting that dreaded call one day that 
I couldn't handle it any further and, you know, ultimately did take my life, which, you know, I don't want to because I have a lot to live for. You know, I've gone through so much uh, in the past year that (laughs) anybody would want to give up. But you know what, though, I want to I want to be there for my kids. You know, I, I have great admiration for them and my wife. But when you are in so much mental anguish and physical pain and then you try to get up just to do simple things like go to the bathroom, go make yourself breakfast or lunch or even have dinner or go to work. Uh, that's It's very hard. And I can tell mm. you that so many times I have wanted to say, the heck with it. I'm not going to work because I hurt so much. I just want to sleep. Now, before I was treated with the right medication, I did, unfortunately, not since here, but uh, when I lived in Georgia, I did miss uh, quite a few bit of days of work just because I was so depressed with myself that I couldn't handle it. And thankfully... My wife is who she is. She's very supportive. She understands it. She knows what the what to look for when I'm having a bad day or a depressed day. Um, okay, my wait, let didn't. me back up. Let me back up because uh-huh. anybody can have a bad day. Yes. I, I certainly can have days where I'm like, you know, I'm just worthless. I'm this and that. I don't, I don't mean a pity party. Well, not really, but, you know, just you, you focus on your deficits. I yes. have days like that. We all do. As opposed to a day where you honestly don't feel like you can go to work or snap, you know, get out of bed. Yep. What I don't want to say snaps you out of it like it's something that easily. But what gets you onto the other side of that feeling? Um, it, it varies. Um, you know, uh, people who have bipolar disorder, like me, bipolar depression, um, they are uh, habitual eaters, you know, and there are some of those people who say they eat will make them feel better. Now, there is times that food does make me feel better, yes, but um, it, it's it's like a, a simple little thing can get me back into reality, but most of the time is when I think back of a memory, like I'll look through my phone and I'll find a memory that really triggered Ooh. a very happy moment, like the birth of Addison or Eastland or Holden or just something that they did was so hilarious. And it brought it brings me back just enough to get up out of bed and then I can mm. try and function through the day. Now, I do have Stella. She is a great companion. Um, I do have my cat Piper and mother cat Zeke. But um, when I say that it's the simplest little thing, little things that can bring you back, it really is a small little thing. Mm. And uh, I can tell, and, and I guarantee you, there is a numerous amount of people who are listening to this right now who say, oh, you know what, Brandon, I'm right there with you. I suffer with That's right. depression too, and this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. Depression is hard, you know, and there's a lot of people who say depression is not real. Depression is all just made up. No, it's not. It's very no, it's real, and true. it's very painful. And, you know, and here's I'm going to give you a scary statistic for bipolar. Um, yes, one in seven people are diagnosed with bipolar every year. This is what I found out in 2008. When I was wow. diagnosed, well, out of after one year, less than 25% continue on their self-medication. After two years, it's 10%. After five years, it's less than 300,000 people total. Okay, but they still need their medication. Yes, You're just life. saying that they stop, they stop taking it for yep. various reasons. They stop taking various reasons or they don't believe they need to take it anymore, that they are, quote, cured. There is no mm. cure for bipolar depression. It is a... Uh, a mental uh, issue. It is a chemical imbalance in the brain. There are people who believe that uh, the keto diet will cure it. No, there is nothing in this world that will cure a mental illness. It can be treated. I am on medications and the medications do work. Now, unfortunately, part of the medications did help cause the the heart attack and has caused me to get diabetes because 
a lot of the medication can cause high blood sugar, high uh, cholesterol, Ooh. that kind of stuff. So, you know, um, medications do have their pros and they have their cons. But uh, if it, if I had to choose taking my medication or over dying, I would promise you 100 out of 100 times I take my medication. It makes the world of a difference on how I feel. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, we come back. I'm going to talk to you about an interview I did recently with somebody whose husband died years ago taking Zoloft. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that because, you know, these are the kind of things that if they make assisted suicide legal, you know, in Canada, it's illegal to start allowing people with mental illness issues. I mean, this is how far it can go. We'll talk about that much more in the final half hour of the Charlie James Show. I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Always a privilege sitting in for the great Charlie James. He returns tomorrow. That kind of heavy this hour a little bit on the whole idea of, uh, you know, conservatives who aren't really conservative. You know, I guess that's really what it comes down to. When you talk about especially social issues, you have to be, you know, thinking about the ramifications to society. You, and I love when people say, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fiscally conservative, but I'm socially liberal. You know, I do whatever you want. No, no, it doesn't work that way. Because when you are perpetuating bad social policies, all of us pay the price. The family is the backbone of the nation. And if you don't back up families and you don't focus on what, and I understand government can't come in and try to make people stay married. I, I understand that. But there are a lot of policies that are not family friendly. And it seems to me if you want to have a strong nation, you've got to do everything you can to encourage people to get together, stay together, with policies, whether it be tax policies or anything else, that are, uh, you know, conducive to raising a family. I mean, it's very, very difficult. And I watch these videos online, and I shouldn't, but I do sometimes, where guys will be talking about how women are now, these modern women, and their attitudes about men. They have a list, a shopping list of all the things they want in a man. He's got to make this much money, be this tall, have hair, have this, have that, nice car. They don't talk about integrity. That's not even on the list. Uh, but they talk about everything else, that all of which can be taken from you instantly. Your integrity can't, but everything else can be, right? And that's what they want in a man. And they don't think about what they bring to the table. Or you see these videos, they'll say, the table, I am the table. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy out there. And what I'm seeing is a lot of younger people, a marriage age people, are they're looking for they first of all they have an unrealistic perception of who they are what they offer 
as a man or a woman, mainly women I see this in. And then they they wait too long to get married. Now you can wait you can never get married. That's up to you. But they spend their twenties chasing bad boys and all of a sudden they wake up and they're thirty five and they go, Wait a minute, I want to have kids. And now what? Well, all the guys you ignored when you were in your twenties because you were chasing the bad boys are now married. And so good luck with that. And unfortunately, you have a lot of younger women nowadays who are encouraging other young women to behave in such a way. Go out, party, do this, do that. You know, you got, you got standards. Don't settle. You're a queen. <laughs> and that affects all of us culturally because these people are not getting married. They're not having children. And if they do get married, they don't have a healthy perception of what marriage is. I mean, it, it's shocking. I saw a video where one woman was talking about how she got divorced she said, well, I, I, you know, my husband, he takes great care of me. He's good to me. He's a great father. He's this, he's that. He does it ask you into this whole list. But he doesn't even give me love notes. And she divorced him for that. That's what she said. That's so sad. I know. I said to my husband, honey, when's the last time you gave me a love note? I'm trying to remember. Um, he, that's not my guy. He's not a Hallmark card kind of guy. And, and that's okay. I don't need that. But isn't that scary, Brandon, that a oh, woman no, would no. break up her happy home for some, I mean, her girlfriends cheer her on and tell her you're going to find something better out there. And you're all hanging out with your friends drinking margaritas or boxed wine. And somehow you think that's a good future. I got a little story on that. Go ahead. An old friend of mine, his name was Steve. I'm not going to go any further on that part with his name. But um, I think I told you this. He actually enjoyed the, quote, single life to a degree. He had a girlfriend. Um and her visa was actually coming to an end. They've been together for five years, and she's like, I really want to marry you um, because I want to have a family with you. And he said, no, I don't want to get married. I want to have fun. It'd be okay, blah, blah, blah. Well, came time for her to go, and she said, one last time, will you be with me? And he said, no. She left, went back to Brazil, and um, she got married. She has three boys now, and she's done very well for her life, and she's happy, and he is still single and lives alone. And how old is he now? He is in this uh, going in um he's going to be 62 years old. How long ago was it that this girl that he decided it wasn't she wasn't worth having? 17 years ago. Wow. Yep. Does he have big regrets? Oh yeah, he does. He said he wished he had married her uh when he had the chance and everybody said you should have married her cuz you two were great. He, you know, had little quote flings with little girl with young girls, you know, just a just to try it out, but he kept continuously saying it was never the same without her again. And, you know, that, that goes wow. back to the standards. What, you, what people don't really understand is, is when you find that one person, there, it, it, there's nobody else in this world who's ever going to compare to what that one person you're supposed to be with is. And, you know, you have all the people trying to set all these standards now. Uh, they need to be XYZ height and XYZ weight. And they need to do make a million dollars a year or more right. to give me what I want. It, so marriage, and this is the problem a lot of young marriages nowadays, it's not what I want or what they want. It's what you want together. You work together. You are a team. Right. You know, that's how you thrive is you work together. And people don't realize they want what's best for them, maybe their partner later on. But greed and selfishness are 
the two biggest issues was help dissolve marriages. My first marriage was that way. My ex-wife was very greedy and cared about herself more than the marriage itself. And as you know, hid that money, $300,000 from me. So she cared more about herself than she actually did about the marriage. And it really is sad that people do that nowadays. And, you know, had I known that Lisa was going to be that way, I would have never married her. I probably would have been married to somebody else or had a life all in itself, you know, and who knows if I'd have met Cassie sooner. But, you know, it's it really is sad to see how marriages are, are going these days. The, the divorce rates are through the roof, the highest they've ever been. And yeah. now I saw this story recently that women are waiting until their 40s to either get married or if they're married, waiting until the 40s to have kids. By that time, it's almost impossible for women to have healthy pregnancies in their 40s. Right. And the longer you wait, the harder it is for your body. And it really is sad to see that's what people are doing nowadays. Yeah. And, and I don't, and, and listen, if I got married later in life and I, I understand if people do, but I also think that, you know, when I got married, it was because I married the right person at the right time and I had the right attitude about marriage. I mean, that, that's what, you, you know, it's a partnership. What's going to happen when these people get married with this long list of requirements for their spouse? Good luck getting married. But if they happen to snag somebody... Uh, what happens if that person gets sick? You almost died. You had a major heart attack last mm-hmm. year. What you know? You married a solid woman. What if you'd married some you know little uh, you know idiot? Oh, they would have run uh, away. What would have happened? She'd have been gone, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And and these girls, I don't you know you you marry some guy who's got his hair, all his hair and all his teeth and a fancy car and makes a lot of money. That could all be gone instantly. And then what's going to happen? What if he gets has some kind of debilitating situation? What if yep. he loses his job? What you know, whatever. I mean, I know these are basic questions, but when but it's I real. see these They're women, real questions, it, though. well, it is because these women. I see them on TikTok. I don't have TikTok, but I see other people pull the TikTok videos and put them on other things and make comments about them. It's it's stunning to me what they care about in a man, and integrity is never mentioned. It's it's stunning to me. That is the only thing. Does he love God? Does he love you? Would he put himself in front of a speeding truck to save you? Is he a man you can count on? Can other people count on him? That is all that matters. The rest of this stuff can be gone in a second. Yep. And it's just sad. So when I talk about culture, I care about culture a lot because I care about the family. The family is the backbone of the nation. And that is something I wish more people talked about. You know, we've got the Iowa caucus tonight. Charlie will be talking about the results tomorrow. Terry will be in the morning. Uh, it's a big deal, obviously. Uh, but I have not heard virtually any conversation about culture. You, you hear more of that from Ron DeSantis than you do anybody else, which I th- appreciate because he's concerned about that. Nikki Haley didn't talk about it. Trump doesn't talk about it. But it, it's very, very important to what's happening in our country. And I, I, I just feel like we're missing it. And it's, uh, it's a shame what's happening, that's for sure. All right, coming up, final segment of the Charlie James Show today. I'm Heidi Harris. You can follow me Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Rumble. Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show. And then I'll tell you about that uh, woman I interviewed uh, last time on Rumble whose husband passed away from taking Zoloft years ago. I mentioned, mentioned that this last segment, but I'll mention it before we sign off today. That's coming back.
Good evening. Always a privilege sitting in for Charlie James. I had mentioned earlier, and I forgot to mention it after the break, uh, an interview I recently did with a woman. We were talking, Brandon, about antidepressants and that whole thing that people take. And I interviewed a woman whose husband died over two decades ago from Zoloft. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving medical advice of any kind here, okay? So don't, you know. But And I always wondered about these when people say oh so-and-so committed suicide they were taking antidepressants and i always wondered well they were already depressed how do you know the drugs caused it right well their husband wasn't in this particular case you could find this at heidi harris show uh rumble on heidi harris show uh you could find it uh but it was interesting because she actually sued and won as a result because they knew at the time making this drug uh, was dangerous well not making the drug but they knew that the drug was dangerous for people her husband was only taking it because he started a new job and he wasn't sleeping well and the doctor prescribed this and ultimately he was having all kinds of problems there's some there's a uh, particular side effect that can happen from this where he felt like his brain was outside of his head and all kinds of crazy things so i mean you know back to what i was saying about canada potentially allowing people to to do medical suicide now if they have medical or uh, uh, psychological issues I mean these are the kind of things you know you could be taking something and instead of the doctor saying well let's take you off that let's try something else you could go in and feel hopeless and we all have days weeks months where we feel hopeless now I'm not saying it's I'm not comparing it to people who have legitimately um, you know they're legitimately depressed I've got some family members in that situation so I'm not downplaying any of that but there are times that all of us get down in the dumps and you'll get to the other side sometimes you need medication sometimes you don't but this idea that people in Canada or anywhere could go to a doctor and say you know doctor I just don't feel like I'm how I'm gonna get through this I mean my wife just left me or I just lost my job or lost my house or my dog or you know th there are things we go through in life that that are just terrible you lose a child you feel like you're never gonna get to the other side well, that's the problem with things like that. That's why government has to protect people. Can't control everybody's life, I understand that. But not allow people to be able to just be executed, basically that's what it is, medical execution, because they're having a tough time. But you know, you're inconvenient, you're old, you're, you're not born yet, you're old, you don't vote anymore, or we don't really care, you can't really work anymore, so you're not really useful. I mean, these things matter in a culture. If we don't have a culture of life, and respecting life at both ends of the spectrum and people who are going through a tough time and want to help them if we don't want to help the the people among us who are having issues i mean that's the christian approach too. people who are, are really suffering financially or whatever else to genuinely help them we're supposed to help each other that's that's how society gets better instead of going hey you're a pain in the butt the psychiatrist is booked here's a handful of pills i mean <laughs> You know, so conservatives have to look at all of these things when they supposedly have a position on something, whether it be legalizing drugs or medical assisted suicide. That's ah, not a big deal. I wouldn't want to live like that. Whatever. They don't think of the ramifications of their support for certain things. It'll be interesting to see what happens tonight in Iowa. As I said, I've not heard a lot of culture except for Ron DeSantis. A lot of other people aren't really talking about the culture and how much the culture is changing, and that's important to me. Uh, we'll see. I'm sure Trump will win tonight. Who will come in second place remains to be seen. But I guarantee you, Charlie will be talking about it tomorrow. Tara will be talking about it in the morning. And uh, you want to definitely be tuned in for that. So, listen, it's been a privilege sitting in for Charlie James again. I had fun. Brandon, so much fun. Yeah, I had fun working with you again, Brandon. I do. I'm so I, glad you know, you're I really better. do enjoy getting the chance to work with you. I, you know, I, I told my wife, I was like, you know, I get to work with Heidi. She's like, you do? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, 
is it really fun working with her? I'm like, yes, because she's not like, you know, a lot of news top people, and I'm not saying Charlie is, but there are a lot of news top people who are just are boring. They repeat the same things over and over and over. And, you know, there's only so many ways you can beat a dead horse senseless. And, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, you're just sitting there talking about the same things. And it's very refreshing to know that you have other ideas and other ways you want to talk and other things you want to talk about. And it really is nice to be able to interact and talk to you and then also talk to all of our listeners. Our listeners are great. You guys, I absolutely love you. And I look forward to getting a chance to work with you again, Heidi, and, and listen and talk to all of our wonderful listening audience again. I hope they all have a fantastic week. I really do. Well, the word, yeah, the word audience is amazing. That's why it's always my privilege to be here. So listen, guys, follow me, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Rumble, Heidi Hair Show, Heidi Hair Show, Heidi Hair Show. <clears throat> That was my ninth hour of radio in 24 hours, and my voice is now officially gone. <laughs> <laughs> I've done three shows today, and that's it. That's it. That's all I got, guys. Get that pizza. Have a great, yeah, I'm going to go get myself a pizza and watch some football. Have a great night. Don't forget to tune in for Tara in the morning and hear what she's got to say about the Iowa caucuses. Thank you all. Appreciate it so much. Bye.